Are we ready to go? Yeah. Ready to go? Do I'll just make it up this time. I don't know. Do Are we? Do we want to ruin our lives by actually reviewing this movie? Sure, let's go. Fine. Bob, you've made us watch must watch movies. You really have. Honestly. I'm just saying. Kuso. No, you didn't make us watch No, this is so much better than Kuso. <laughs> Andy doesn't have to agree. I just believe that. <laughs> Again, oh I'm just going to say... It had an effect on us, we were, so it did we will, wanted it to we will, we will not still be talking effect, about family and, possessions nine months from now. An effect now. as in PTS fucking D, okay? Uh, hey, yeah, pump up the dick. Pump, 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 go. Pump up the dick. Pump it up. Why are you... It's <laughs> <laughs> our first single as a, as a, as a girl group. God damn it. I'm Bob, and I am going to eat that fucking bunt cake. And here are my co-hosts, Alex and Andy. Hi, I'm Alex, and Bob, these nuts! Oh, no, 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 no. And I'm Andy, and according to YouTube, I am the 61st person to ever watch this movie. <laughs> Seriously, 61st? 61. Is it the whole movie on YouTube? Um, yeah, well, because if you if you rent movies through Google, you can watch them on YouTube, and I that's how I watched it. Get it? Yes, because yeah. Google owns YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I did the whole Amazon thing, and I want my money back. <laughs> so <laughs> this week we're talking about family possessions, and I'm not quite sure why. Tell us more, Alex. Um, we're watching this because it won Best Feature at the inaugural Nightmares Film Festival, and I fucking love it. I still love it. Salt in theaters was one of my favorite movies from the fest. It actually showed right before The Barn, which is also one of my favorite movies that I would love for us to do, but I don't think he's going to put it on VOD, and I haven't yet figured out if I want to buy the DVD yet. But fantastic movie. I've got to say, I was honestly like, oh, Nightmares Film Festival. I want to go to that. And hearing that this one best features, I'm like... Maybe I'm going to hold off for another year. Sorry, Jason. Oh, my God. So this movie's a train wreck and not in a good way. <laughs> You're the only one who thinks that. I, mm, you, <laughs> don't, you don't suppose hold the majority. I, on some <laughs> level, I, I did, in fact, think a lot of this movie was funny, but it was just so, so not even ironically bad that I just couldn't laugh at it. Maybe, maybe... You're right. During our pre-show, we were talking about maybe the fact that I should have watched it with other people and laughed at that stupid fucking head that just went, yee! Oh, my God. So that often. Was, that oh my was God, my favorite part. I have a picture of the head. I got a picture of it. Oh, my, oh my God. It's my favorite part. Because when that when that head first showed up, just oh, out of nowhere, so many times. when it first showed up, and actually, oh, you can just barely see the 61 views part, too, because I paused <laughs> it. That, that, that. Yes! <laughs> it oh, is. my God. Um, so, oh like, I actually, and I showed this to David, too, and he just couldn't believe it. And uh, No, I, I um, literally have sold this movie saying there is a terrible, <laughs> really poorly made, like, skeleton puppet yes. that pops out, and it makes the movie better. <laughs> I, I cannot argue that it makes the movie better, but I will admit, every time that it popped out, I immediately hit pause, backed up 30 seconds to watch it come out again. Yes! Because it was so fucking it was, it's funny. Just, oh, this is the uh, kind of movie you want to see in a crowded theater. People who are just like totally outside of the ability to function because we've been watching horror movies for an entire day. I, I feel like I should have watched this stoned and didn't. 
I mean, that probably oh, would have helped. Might have. I'm surprised you didn't. Usually that's a... I was out of weed. Thing, yeah. I was out of weed. Oh, Bob's dealer, if you listen. Hook <laughs> a brother up. I've already got that taken care of. Anyway, go and ahead and... Bob's Japanese dealer, prepare. <laughs> I don't have a dealer in Japan. Not yet. No. After they listen, you would. I mean, I, I had plenty we of actually, opportunities to get them in London because they would just walk up to me on the street and give me their phone number. I just want to mention, what? we actually do have at least one person who listens regularly in Japan. <laughs> we do. That's right, girl. Well, actually, you I know, don't know if it might not be the Bob, same person, but there's like one, the one. There's one stream from Japan every week. <laughs> and uh, if you're out there. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Ohayo gozaimasu. Whatever. Ohayo. Whatever time it is where you are. We have no idea what time it is for you. We, we can't Google that because we're all too busy with the joke. Um, that, that's actually, I'm just going to say this joke. It's my sister's favorite part of going to Jamaica. Every time she got in a car, they were like, oh, you get free weed. With, this is a horrible not Jamaican accent. You get free weed with every trip. They were just like handing it to her. And she's like, I don't really want Jamaican marijuana to bring back on the ship. I'm sorry. I, I'll just smoke it here. Because you know yeah, she did. Of course she did. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> oh. Family possession. Do you want me to do the deeds? Yes, please. So as Andy so oh, man, clearly really. pointed yes. out, <laughs> written, directed, and edited. And shot. And shot by Tommy Faircloth. <laughs> you bastard. Starring in order of importance. <laughs> Felissa Rose, Mark Patton, Tracy DeLeon, Jason Vale, Susie Haynes, I would like to point out that this is the lead, Leah Wiseman. <laughs> I, wait, wait, wait! I have, before you continue, I have to tell you. I have to say, top billing, Felissa Rose played the neighbor kid's mom um, on screen for five seconds. I like to say, top build was Felissa Rose had three scenes. Second bill was Mark Patton, the gay barista, had. Maybe three scenes. Uh, I think he actually had four. Okay, I was going to say, maybe four. Including we, the one where he actually shrieked like a little girl. It was wonderful. Because, yeah, they, well, there's a reason for that. Yeah. Uh, Tracy <laughs> DeLeon, who played one of the angry bitches who would walk around the house. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, like, yeah. she is more billed. Then we have Jason Vale, who is the dad. Uh-huh. At least he got I something. mean, at least he's somewhat important. Susie Haynes, who is the woman at the very end of the movie who bought the house or right. made an offer. Yeah. Uh, she didn't get the counter yet. And then we finally get to Leah Wiseman, also starring Elizabeth Mears, Andrew Mc- Micklum, and then... No, it's a M- M-I-C-K-L-U-M. Yes, and then Erika yeah. Edwards, who was Mackie. She's the only other important person. Right. Um, I would like to point out that Robert Holbrook, who is the lawyer's picture on IMDb, is a bloody face that looks nothing like the lawyer. <laughs> oh, wow, what, that would have made his scene a lot better. What about the quote, air quotes, boyfriend? Oh. Uh, Kevin, he is the least billed. <laughs> Michael David Wilson. And this is his now, is only it actually, credit. Is it actually spelled W-I-L-S-O-N or were there like a whole bunch of W's? No, so it was W-I and it wasn't, uh, he was so not billed enough. I had to click on his name to find the rest of it. Just him. checking. <laughs> I was just checking because you never know. Oh, I was, uh, yeah. Because he was a really, he was a really cool dude. Before, like he, he could actually have like a surname like Wilson. It could. He has the so career totally of Keanu cool. Reeves to look forward to. He is yeah, like much. a backup Keanu Reeves. Something tells me he doesn't. I'm, I'm well. pretty sure he also... I'm not going to shame him because I understand that acne is a problem, but perhaps if you're going to be in a movie, probably try and cover that up a little. Oh, the first scene where he had the huge red the one. The gigantic yeah. zit right on his cheek. And then it kind of went away. Yeah. They, they did makeup, or that was just a bad day for a skit. It, just, it does kind of, be- well, I, I almost I almost said it begs the question of why they didn't just apply makeup, and then I remembered that acne, this. Yeah, makeup is bad for acne. Well, yeah, but also this film was shot on a budget of like three threads of pocket lint. <laughs> 
and a half serving of leftover lasagna from Fazoli's. A spool of pubic hair thread. I will say the tagline for this movie, by the way, is some family secret should remain ellipses buried. <laughs> the, the, the ellipses are there. That's are, the best yes, part about yes. it. And yeah. bur- uh, buried, buried has an exclamation point. Oh, my God. Um, and it's interesting. Kill me. Like, uh, okay, okay, so to explain why I had as much fun with this movie as I did. Um, Tommy Faircloth is, he wrote and directed and shot and edited this movie. Because that makes for the best product. If I you, mean, if you're an indie director, that's pretty normal. Yeah, yeah but there are two ways to go wrong in self-promotion. One of them is the way that I do self-promotion, which is, here it is. I hope you like it, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, I do that, too, a little bit. That is, that's how, that's, no, you don't, Bob. You really let's don't. Let's not pretend. If anyone listens yeah. to this, they, by sure, have been prompted directly by you to buy their book. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> the, yeah. the other way to go wrong with self-promotion is this sort of delusions of grandeur kind of thing where you like present yourself as being far more important and accomplished than you really are. So to that end, I would like to read a few choice moments from Tommy Faircloth's IMDb bio. Oh my god! Wait, wait. Let me get into the proper religious posture. In the name of Bruce Willis, Stephen Young, and Kathy Fairchild, go. What happened to puppers? I have no idea. I forgot exactly what I was going to say before I did it. I just went with the joke. Um, he began working in film as an actor, landing small roles of such television programs as In the Heat of the Night. Uh. But he really wanted to work behind the camera. <laughs> After graduation from high school, because he had to tell you that, in the heat of the night. Uh, he attended film school in South Carolina and worked on many feature films such as Renaissance Man, The Program, and Die Hard with a Vengeance. He was extras, in at least in Renaissance Man. Oh my god! Oh my god! Can we get Family Possessions: The Vengeance? <laughs> so then he <laughs> then he like has a rundown of everything that he directed. No, um, and and every last one of them has a sentence along the line of. This movie received great reviews from publications such as Oh my god. And it's like three oh. different times that comes up. And when such he actually as. when Kill he gets fire. to family possessions, he, and this is reminder, this is Tommy Faircloth's IMDb bio. He gets to talking about family possessions and then Family Possessions, late 2016, the film brings back to the screen, comma, Mark Patton, comma, who was the star of Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Mark was also the star of Come Back to the Five and Dime, comma, Jimmy Dean, comma, Jimmy Dean, playing opposite Cher and Kathy Bates on Broadway, as well as in the feature film version, period. (laughs) So he takes a time out in the middle of his IMDb bio to throw in a bio of the people he's working with, just so you know how important they are that he was working with them. <clears throat> um, I mean, Mark Patton, you're you're wonderful, and I love you. You've made some bad choices, and I'm looking at you as Tatiana. Oh my Actually, God. Oh my Mark, God. Mark Patton is not really an actor anymore. Every, he has stop. a whole career. Everyone yeah. stop. That's I have not a moment. Right. Mark Patton is in Amityville, Evil Never Dies, which was made in 2017. Yeah, I know. That's, okay, that's I take it back. One, Mark Patton is now an actor again. That, <laughs> that's the one with... Um, there's like a monkey-looking face on the front. No, it's um. Hey, fuck it. You know what? He, he he's getting work now. Go yeah. for it. I don't yeah. I just, get I, it. I don't know what this movie's about at all. I just saw that and was like, oh my god. It's an more. Amityville movie. And actually, oh wait, that's not even the one that Google was giving away for free. So they've made that another. That is the one. one that was that they were that they were giving away. No, for free. I thought it's the, the one with um. What's her name? Damn it! I'm looking it up. I was. Uh, I thought it was a different one. Well, if it tells you anything, I thought it was like Amityville: The Awakening or something. It is Amityville: The Awakening. This it's is Amityville: Even Never Dies. Oh, wait. Yeah, oh, is, Evil Never Dies? They've made another one. Yeah, Awakening yeah. was the one that was made by the, the kid who's still alive. Ah, okay. So, 
Family possession. So yes, family mm. possession. Love Please give us the synopsis. We're not done yet. Fairclough. <laughs> like I, I, yeah. I know I met him because if he was there, yeah, he did a talk. I was there in front of him. No memory of this, so I have no idea what kind of person he was. <laughs> so the only thing that he didn't really do technically, mm-hmm. on a technical sense, on this film is, is act. Well, no, he didn't act in his in this uh, magnum opus of his. He also <sighs> didn't do the music. You know who did do the music? Oh my god, who did the music? Wait, I don't know. No, no, no. I know. It was composed by Simon John Wilkinson. Simon John Wilkinson is a British musician who also wrote his own Wikipedia page. Oh and you know that because, oh no. because his discography includes such toe-tapping hits as Royalty Free Music for Film and Documentary Volume 1, Piano and Atmospheric oh Beds, Royalty Free Music for Film and Documentary Volume 2, More Piano and Atmospheric Beds. Oh, there's more. Royalty Free Music for Film and Documentary Volume 3, Animated Antics. Oh my God. Royalty Free Music for Film and Documentary Volume 4, Dramas and Thrillers. Volume we need that animated antics one. Uh, royalty to... free music for film. I'm going to call him. Royalty free music for film and documentary volume five, cinematic piano. Yeah. <laughs> royalty free music for film and documentary volume six, dark matter, a momentary lapse. Music Ooh. from the time lapse films of Randy Halverson. Oh my gosh. Big shout out. I'm a huge Randy Halverson fan. I like, I like that we're like picking on these people for being obscure and like 35 people I are going to hear this. Love them. <laughs> Royalty free music for film and documentary volume seven, 13 days of nightmares. Oh my God. I love Run. So I'm not even going to lie about this right now. I am so happy that I spent money on this movie. You owe me both. Times now. Yeah. I, you fact, owe me $5. Every, no, I don't. Uh, every fact about this, I adore. <laughs> I'm Mr. Faircloth. If you actually listen to this, because I swear we have to post it on your on your Facebook page, because there is a Facebook page. Um, um, I'm just gonna say this. You I, guys can do that for me. I'm not gonna bother. You're fine. You're fine. Majority liked it, so he can ignore your parts. No, so before I get into the synopsis, um, no, please get into the synopsis. Shut up. No, this is this bloody is good horror. Actually, went to nightmares. Mm-hmm. Um, bloody good horror. The website that. As Russian, my opinion, really good articles usually. About I, re- I, really I have fun. been there a few times and never yeah. been displeased. Yeah, yeah no, and but they went and they did a review on every single film um, of the festival. They their review of this, which I encourage any listeners who watch this movie or who have yet to watch it to go read, because basically they call this film out as the next generation's like horror movie for kids. That it has just the right amount of gore ah. and the right kind of like just funny Eep. scares. That it's like it's perfectly Eep. tailored for like a children, more a younger audience that isn't quite ready for Except all of the craziness. It's ah. just a little too slow. It's a little. Ah. Too, it's a little too slow. And although the the whole Mean Girls subplot. Ah. Is, yeah, no, I adore that. Um, so. Bob, there was time in between the, the ghost thing. I, yeah, there was at least five minutes. I don't care. And also, that's a sight oh gag God. you're doing right now. I, I don't care. Yeah, I know the, <laughs> the listeners are doing... Care. Go with the synopsis. Go. All right. So the movie begins with Rachel having a dream of an old abandoned house ending in a jump scare with a fake-looking skeleton. <laughs> I watched it four times. The Dunn family then arrives at the family home once grandma's, but now dun, dun, willed dun. to Rachel, <clears throat> along with an heirloom locket she wears around her neck. 
<laughs> Very pretty piece. Yeah. Um, Steve. You can find them all over the place. You can. You can. Yeah. I'm sure they had multiple ones for this sure movie. They did. Steve, her father, has been there rebuilding the home as it was left in disarray when the grandma was sent to um, a nursing home nursing to live out home. the rest of her years. Um, Rachel actually grabs a photo of her grandma that she's going to keep on her bedside table next to the locket because, you know, yeah. grandma gave me a house, I guess. Yeah. We then see the flashback to when the attorney read grandma's will and announced that all the home and assets would remain in Rachel's name as long as she lived in the house. Everything would then be paid for. If she moved, though, the estate would be liquidated and she would lose all assets. Right. And the uh, and the proceeds would go to a charity. A list of charities. Yeah, she would just lose out all this money. Enough money that someone could apparently live in the home for their entire natural life right. and never right. have to pay anything. Which, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, every once in a while, this movie has some, like, skip, skip, skip over on the scripts. And this is one of those, like, we're not going to talk about the estate because we don't want to have to make up a number. Yeah, but we're going to pretend right. like... It's loaded. It's going to be so much money that yeah. a family could live here and all utilities and taxes could be paid for the rest of your natural life. Right. right. But dad still needs a job. The, and, for and, himself. Right. Because, you know, it is his daughter's house. Yeah. So that's where I stopped. Do you want me dad, to keep I want that's, that's actually a good place to stop. There's, yeah. there's a couple things that already I want to jump into. That dad. That fucking guy. I have seen that fucking guy in another movie. I do not know what movie. We did. I cannot find another movie on IMDb that he's been in that I have seen. That we recognize. But I know I have seen him in something. What? Jason Vale. Yes. So I don't know what I've seen him in. Either that or he just looks and sounds and talks exactly like some other guy. But I can't remember who that is either. Yeah, I feel that's the same way with that. The other one when we looked up, uh, I think, in pre-show. But Andy, you haven't seen Boo Medea Halloween? Do Not that. that I'm willing to admit to. <laughs> Although apparently, yeah. So Tyler Perry, apparently that guy is in with Tyler Perry because he's in the next Tyler Perry movie too. Is he? Yeah. They were all, everyone in this movie was in this movie called Dollface from 2014. Well, I'd that like was, uh, was that not, was that not also a Tommy Faircloth movie? Might was have been. been. I thought so. Um, yes, it was. That's why. Okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense then. And honestly, if it comes down to making a movie with his friends, that's cool. I'm all right with that. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I want to be in a movie. But also, um... The dad, the minute he appears on the porch, I'm staring at him and I'm very nervous because he doesn't actually look like Dylan Baker in the movie Happiness, <laughs> but oh, he God. still does look oh. like Dylan Baker in the movie Happiness. And so I'm like, and then the little brother kid like turns uh, up and I'm like, I'm pretty sure their dad's a child molester. And so that's just what I'm saying. Uh, that's just, I'm just, I'm okay. just, I'm just throwing so it out there. I, I mean, and, yeah, cause he kind of did start the movie super creeper. Yeah, right. And so, he is always creepy in this movie. Yeah. Yes. He always. always has a weird relationship with his daughter that feels really creepy. Oh no, you have boobs. Right? Don't touch. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's just a very strange. And I, even when we get to the end, um, I'm still like, I don't understand your relationship with your daughter. Like I just right? don't get you. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure that the fact that, Mom just skipped him all over the place and just left everything to his daughter, made things super uncomfortable. And yeah. I get that. And also, not that level of uncomfortable. I also hate the mother. Oh yes, my God. She she's the worst person. The mom freaks me out. The son is. That's, those are my two main problems with this movie. I think if we just cut those characters, yeah. like if it was just daddy and daughter, and we just, <laughs> you know, we totally could have, like, just Disneyed our way through yeah. this and had no mom, no brother, right. just dad and daughter. Well, I think, um,. Well, to explain why there had to be so many superfluous characters would involve a little bit of spoilage of things that are revealed later in the film. That's fine. This movie needs victims. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah, so there's much. a lot of superfluous bullshit to, like, 
pad out these roles for the people that he convinced to play the victims. Right. Oh, well, you know what? He, okay, I'll talk. Mom, about you this. should be like a total bitch. It's totally cool. I just okay. yeah. And there's actually like um just like there's a dinner scene where she is, she is actually kind of not being horrible to dad for a second. Right. It was the second one where that bunt cake still existed. <laughs> I don't understand. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I don't and get then, the bunt cake jokes. What are the bunt cake? There's jokes a bunt cake in the middle in, of the table. The middle of the table in every fucking dinner. It's scene. the same, it's the same fucking cake. Not oh. only that, second dinner scene. I'm touched. I, I didn't. I didn't see it in the first one. I, okay. It wasn't there in the first dinner scene, but in the second dinner scene, there are four bell peppers, one of each color: Aren't red, green, orange, and yellow. Two on one side, two on the other, around the bunt cake, between the bunt cake and mm-hmm. Dad, and perhaps anybody else who might. It's like sort of a fairy ring of bell peppers. <laughs> To, okay. protect to protect the, to protect the, bunt the holy bunt cake <laughs> from being touched by the filthy and, and greasy paws. This bunt cake of, was gray. It was a really it was, ugly it's bunt like cake. It had been okay. there for weeks. So I, I guarantee oh, yeah. I, I've been trained by Hollywood to never pay attention to to, to the dinner to table. Bunt cake, yes. Because uh. the dinner table is, you know, so superfluous in movies usually. They're just okay. eating like randomly colored slops. Right, so something sure. on the plate. Well, like in the, so I did not see it. And in this. the first scene, right. they each have like a slice of some meat like substance and then yes. like a bowl of bread. There's, yeah. And the kid's even like, Mom, can I have some bread? And I'm like, kid, there's literally it's nothing right else in front of the table. And you have You're the gonna easiest have, grasp. Like, to bread to is it. literally all you got. Right. So, yes, They're yes, poor. you can have they bread. Have bread. Fortunately, yeah. Andy really loves bread. His name is Andy. Yeah. Not me. Um, God damn it. And in the second uh, one, they're all eating salads. Right? <laughs> With wow. bunt cake. With bunt cake. Well, that's where the bell peppers and gra- are for. And bell peppers. <laughs> you, like, grate the bell pepper on your salad. <laughs> just there. <laughs> just, like, fucking there. Um, okay. Using I, your little I microplane. Have, when I rewatch this, because I will rewatch this. <laughs> Actually. I will pay attention. Uh, Honestly. That if we good thing for if we ever drive. do like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter, that'll be a stretch goal. Yeah, there will yeah. be a a riff. Tr- we can't call it a riff track. That's probably the trademark. No, just like a, there will be an an a, audio track, an audio commentary on family possessions. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. Donate now at the pooping back and forth level, <laughs> and you can have the audio commentary. Thank you so much for introducing that, Andy. When you donate at the pooping back and forth level. <laughs> It's so All right. Sweaty. So moving on with the plot, <laughs> Rachel is feeling stifled as her parents are in financial straits, and she needs to live in the house to maintain the estate for her parents. <laughs> right. That night, she has two visions: one that she brushes her teeth with her father's razor, <laughs> which was horrific, yeah. and yeah. she also sees the kooky skeleton <laughs> back in her bed. Yeah, that that by the way was I think the one time that that jump scare happened, and I was like. Oh, yeah. It, it didn't. It didn't make me laugh. It was just like, well, that was actually kind of cute. Yeah, Grandma was in the bed with her. She was like, like "I this, love you." Google. And like the camera pans right, and they actually, actually had to speed it up hardcore. Yeah. And, just, and the camera just goes boom, and there it is. And it's like, oh. Yeah. I mean, you kind of. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's that one. That one actually kind of warmed my heart a little bit. It warmed the cockles of your empty heart hole. Something like that. Yeah. Speaking of whispering into the microphone, as Rachel heads into town, she hears a ghostly whisper of her name before she meets Maggie, her immediate best girlfriend. Oh, besties. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say Maggie? I think you meant Saggy. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm just going to say, Mr. Faircloth, you could have done better. Neither, neither of them were actually you could have decent, done a lot mean better. people. That was a t- you could have done so much better. I think I'm just saying. They were bad gays. 
And honestly, like, I wanted Maggie to just be like, when when she drops that saggy line, I want Maggie to be like, bitch, please. That, like, really? That's 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 <laughs> that's what you had. This was filmed in California. Yeah, um, no, right. So after meeting Actually, Maggie, in South Carolina. Was it filmed in South Carolina? Yes. Oh, um, uh, it's Tommy, all California actors. Tommy Tommy Fairclough's IMDb bio was very explicit. On that. Of course, it was. <laughs> of course, it was. <sighs> so Maggie kind of lets her know that some people have negative opinions of the Dunn House. Dun dun dun. And they head to the local coffee shop, which I forgot the name of. It was like Crave. Car- Crave. Crave. And it was a C name. It was total. Yeah. By next, the way, next right next door to the one name club. That the uh, that the I boyfriend's it was called. all ages club. It's called like Smunch or something. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, it was a terrible was. name. Yeah. Um, by the way, the coffee shop is literally every coffee shop in every small town that mm-hmm. I have ever been to. Oh, yep. yeah. They all look exactly like that. I was one in one in London that looked like that. Yeah. Well, but it's just it's just like the small town coffee shop that is just like trying so hard to seem metropolitan. Yeah. And like upscale, and like so, the rest of the town is like t- super, super duper fucking shabby. But the coffee shop is like pristine, gleaming. I mean, and seriously, yeah. they give you this shot of the town where it's like literally the town is like one, two roads, one stoplight. I am going to say though, yeah. so I, in, in the early section of this, there's film, like three more sentences for the rest. I apologize. Of this uh, no. finish. Okay, no, no, no. so at Crave, she meets um, the two barista bitches, Tyson and um, Tristan. Yeah. Tristan is her name. Tyson and Tristan. And also she meets Kevin, her new boyfriend, for five seconds. Insta-boyfriend. Um, who talks about the club next door that she can get a job at because the barista bitches are not having it. Right. Well, that and his father owns the buildings. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is kind of in high school, but obviously not in high school. Right. It was one of those moments it's where, like, like... we just graduated and we need yeah. to figure out what's going on with our lives. I, I think, like, okay, Mother, I think, if I want to live on a beach and walk around naked, it's my business. I think... Tristan, I think she's supposed to be the owner of the coffee shop. I think. I think she's just the head. No, I think she's just the manager. And if so, she's like the shift manager. The naked contempt with which she treats her customers, like no wonder that coffee shop is always empty, right? Yeah, you're here every day. With this town has a population of three hundred. I don't have to be nice to you all the time. There are too many zeros. The town has a population of like four. Yeah, there's that. Well, this is part of downtown. (laughs) <laughs> that she could walk to, but her dad was worried she needed a ride to. Right. Yeah. Maybe I can buy you a car. Well, again, perhaps um, offering her a ride was a euphemism for some kind of penis and vagina action. I don't know. I still don't understand the her, relationship. Her dad is really I fucked up. Yeah, that's I what I'm saying. Her I dad's a pedophile. I'm sorry. Oh. I just don't get the relationship. Uh, that's, he that's he reads as creepy as, um, what's his name, who played the remake Freddy Krueger. Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie Earl oh. Haley. Oh. I think the happiness reference, have you seen Happiness Bomb? Okay. Horror adjacent is the right word for that. Okay. Yeah. We could probably actually do that on the podcast, even though it'll just make your life depressed. That would be like the, the I mean, grimmest I fucking podcast. You need to like take a Xanax before you yeah. watch it because yeah. you're already going to be depressed and sad. Do I have to take a Xanax before just thinking about watching it? Because, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, it's it, not a happy movie. It, it has some of the best performances of like everyone involved. Oh, yeah. But they are the most horrific possible performances Oh God! Yeah, it's, like it's, uh, it's like Philip Seymour Hoffman plays like this fat guy who is the most depressing, fat, schlubby, can't get a girlfriend guy. Well, because it's Philip Seymour Hoffman, and no, but yeah. he does it so well. You like you want to cry when he's did, on screen. Did you watch like, him in the Hunger Games? Because he was just about this no, depressing. Okay. There, think of it oh. like this: it's like Requiem for a Dream without the heroine. Oh, 
but with pedophiles and yeah. bad sexual exploits. No. And yeah. a kid literally putting peanut butter on his dick for the dog can lick it off. <sighs> bad. It, I mean, yeah. it's a really good movie in the sense that it's very hard to watch because it's very literal about what it's talking about. Right. Like, it... You know, not a conversation to spend any small amount of time on because we could talk forever. But it has a very literal portrayal of a pedophile who is doing everything he can to not give in. And it's actually a very humane portrayal. And it is, it's the kind of portrayal that we need more of. It's fucking horrifying. Yeah, it's horrific. It's the kind of portrayal we need because pedophiles are, you know, the ones who are trying not to give in. Right. Yeah. We treat just as bad as the ones who have given in. Right. And I could go on for hours about yeah. why we need to separate that out yeah. right. and why culturally we almost can't. But um, but he gives – I can't remember his name. He's a guy – he was in um, Trick or Treat. He was the – The guy who played him? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I know the yeah. guy you're talking about. The principal? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah thin, old looking in the face. The principal. Yeah. yeah. He – because he's a fantastic <laughs> actor. He does a great job. But you were like watching this going – I, then I have I, seen I part of it, I, I can't. but I couldn't. Was that, I can't. Was not yeah. Dylan Baker? He was also in Fido too, wasn't he? He yes. was the dad in Fido. Yeah, yes, he was. He, he plays a dad. He in a is lot eternal of dad. He did not molest anybody in Fido. Well, yeah. No. However, he can't did not want Fido to molest his wife. Who does? Fido didn't right. molest his wife. It was totally so, consensual. It was entirely consensual. But anyway, um, right. so baristas. Oh, those fucking two. I, so this is the appearance. Yeah, I'm sorry. Of Mark Patton. Yes. Go for it. It made me so sad because I was very happy. At first, I see Mark Patton, and I'm like, yay, Mark Patton's in this movie now. And then... That happened. Yeah. Oh, I loved him. Mark Patton is... I cannot believe for a second Mark Patton as a mean girl. I don't believe that Mark Patton has a mean bone in his body. I just don't. I don't think he... I simply do not. I don't either. Because, really? I mean, I've met him, and he's super, nice. I mean, super I've nice. met people like that, though, that he was portraying, and I actually thought he did a good job of being that, like, queen who is overly bitchy but has no friends and kind of just latches on to people. Like, I thought he did a really good job. I mean, he had the most nuanced performance in the film. Oh, please. You just um, don't like this movie. <laughs> I don't. You look at him, he has this kind of, like, softness around the eyes. He just, you look at him and you peg him like he's the nicest guy. He's got to be the nicest guy. Yeah. Mark mm-hmm. Patton, if you're not the nicest guy, pretend for me. Because <laughs> I swear to God. For Andy. And I just, I love him to death. And I, I, I mean, know. We we all have our days, I'm sure. Yeah. But. um, And I know for a fact, like, Tommy Faircloth put him in this movie as a meta thing because he really likes Elm Street 2, obviously. He mm-hmm. got Mark Patton in this movie. He dressed him up. Like Jesse in Elm Street 2. Yes, bitch, I caught that. <laughs> um, and actually, and yeah, they got him to, to, to actually scream because they're trying to, to make him a scream queen, which I don't know if that's a useful designation anymore. I, I still love that designation. I love all I mean, it's, it's it's cool. Yeah, and, I mean, and, I, I will still use it to the I day think I die. the gays are, we're the next level of scream queen. We are. And that's and that's great. And honestly, he's, he's really good at that. I, but, this movie actually, you got to give him all credit. Lots of good scream screamers in this film. I think that was the yeah. audition process. Was like scream for me. Yeah, you're in. Yeah, <laughs> but I just Except I cannot. So that was that was my big problem. I can't see him as a mean girl. So I'm. You probably had thoughts on Mark Patton. As well. I just. I mean, I didn't know it was Mark Patton when I saw this movie. Oh really? I didn't know because I never would have picked him out from Nightmare Two to now. Oh yeah. Visually, I don't. I don't connect it. Like I can now see it now that I think about yeah. it. I also didn't pick up. Um, Felissa Rose. Rose either until yeah. I looked into it and I was like, oh, that was 
she's a man. Um, yeah. I just, you know, I can't. so I honestly, can't. I think I just, I think I just headcanoned that the, um, the weird head on a stick, uh, jump scare thing yeah. is actually the same head from the end of Sleepaway Camp. It's just aged. Oh my <laughs> like, god, just, I love it. That's that's total headcanon. Oh like they just it. like they found that, and maybe there's so that's, that's oh. another like somebody like stole that prop head. And it's like been moldering away in storage, and it's like become possessed. Yes. And so now, like the head on the stick in this movie was um, uh, the naked yes. girl face, the oh Angela head. That's yeah. so funny. So that's and 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 it's cursed to forever be in bad movies. Yes, I I love the baristas because I feel like they brought something to the movie that was missing, like just like, like an, an actual enemy. <clears throat> well, just like an acidity that everyone else in the movie is so pleasant. Yeah. They're all being, even the mom, who's a horrid bitch, is so pleasant all the time. <laughs> and right. these two characters are actually not pleasant. Are they from Utah? Pleasant. No, they're not at all. <clears throat> and I, mean, I like that. Because the movie lives and dies on its very stark contrast. There's not a lot of, like, gray in this movie. It's like everyone <laughs> yeah. is, is, like, either a fantastic person who is altruistic and just wants to help, yeah. or they are evil from beginning to end. And yes. evil people all die. Um, it's just it, it seems it, because there's no yeah. reason for them to be behaving. <laughs> no, there's I, no. It's so completely unearned, and it, it doesn't. Yeah, you know why? And, and I they I, read the script. They read they the script, and they were like, "We're stuck in a small town, and we're bitter about it." Okay, fine. Yeah, and I and I just and what, just, what I love about her mm. is she has this like weird attraction to Kevin, which I wanted to be like, he's not all that. No, you must not have a lot of options, girl, because he's not special. Oh no, he's yeah. got money. And then, does he? And his dad point, just owns a coffee shop and a bad club. And then when Kevin like shoots it's money her down for small town. later in the movie, like she like hauls out the twins for fucking Tyson. God damn it! Like oh, that's actually, gonna do him any good? I actually love. I, I that mean, that scene. was the best line. You know, that's like looking at an elbow for me. I, right? I, I yeah. love that scene because yeah. she just keeps like shaking them and shaking. Them, and I just wanted to be like, Honey. "Bitch, what were you expecting? Like, right. you don't know that he's gay. You don't know how gay works. Like, yeah. what?" What were you confused about, girl? Right. <laughs> and he's he's not even young gay. He's aging gay. Yeah, he's old gay. He is all bitter. He is like wearing a, f- a fucking purple hat friend of Dorothy old gay. Let's go. We can all be friends of Dorothy. We Bob. can be. So moving forward, this is when Rachel admits to Kevin and Maggie, her new besties, because she wants to give away all of her life secrets uh, the first time meeting. No kidding. That she has been writing letters to her grandma for years. These letters, by the way, never come back up, and I was really mm-hmm. mad about that. I wanted them to somehow be a part of the the black magic witchcraft stuff, but yeah, it never yeah. really comes up. Yeah. Um, and this is when Maggie basically pulls Rachel out and is like, hey, by the way, your grandma was a witch. Everyone hates her. Don't tell people about her. And she was in an insane asylum. Now. Yeah. This is. But she does that to protect her from the mean girls telling her. Right. Yeah, I know. From the people that Rachel still doesn't know. Rachel, very well adjusted, is so just like, these people don't affect Oh my God, me. your last name is Dunn and you live in the Dunn house? Oh dun, my God, dun, let dun. me tell you about your grandma. I'm going to keep doing it. Dunn, 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 huh? Yeah. That's because she is just completely done. Yeah. Like I'm I am. Done. Bob, do you need to put your sleep apnea machine on? Probably. <laughs> oh my God. So, oh um, my God. quick plot point. If grandma was in an insane asylum, the will was null and void. Bitch, we're moving. Well, as long as she did it before. If she did, if she set the will up prior to being in the asylum. Then she was in of sound, sound mind, mind prior. And you, I will just say that will 
would not stand up to even it the wouldn't. faintest legal well, challenge. There's also there is a way because this actually happened to my sister, where even if someone is like in an old folks home has dementia, you mm-hmm. can actually have a doctor present who can sign off that you are at this moment of sound mind, and then you can do a will with an attorney. And the doctor just has to sign the will as well, mm-hmm. saying that they agree in a court of law that this will is sound. If that's the case, that is a very poor doctor. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. Because this is, a, again, this is a woman who, like, had fucking bodies. This is, this. Yeah. yeah. This was like. That's super criminal stuff. This and was like I'm the drag sure queen version of Ed Have Gang. gone to the sun. Yeah, I don't, that's the one thing I don't understand is, like. Obviously, she never admitted, maybe she admitted it. Maybe later in her life, she's like, I was crazy. And that magic thing was just because I was alone. And that's why they let her have the will. Right. She died, I'm pretty sure, I don't know. Because I, well, I, I love how I'm overthinking, I'm thinking well, about this movie. Like and this comes up later. <laughs> if, if we look at the timeline of this universe, Grandma did this before Andy the son was born. Yes. Yeah. So she was in an insane asylum for a very long time. Yes. Yeah. Plotting her black magic. Right. Yeah. So I can only assume. Well, it, it was probably she wrote the will. She plotted the black magic. She got in trouble. She went to the insane asylum. You think? You think she was trying to do the ritual? Well, I guess that makes sense. That's why well, she was playing with to bodies. Do it. And actually, Maggie even has that drop line where she was trying to do it with dead bodies, and but they had to be live bodies. Oh, that's yeah. later. Yeah. The shit. I get to the point when Maggie becomes yeah. a witch expert later on. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. literally all Maggie has to do is just like stare, and, well, she, stare at the camera. She has and talk. to look up from her her beanie hat. Uh, right. She looks up from Speaking her beanie hat much, with her straight blonde hair because she's totally a hippie chick. And, yeah. Well, no, because like the straight blonde hair and the beanie hat looks exactly like that one girl in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. It could have been referenced. Could've this movie been. could have been all references. It could have been, but. They don't really mean anything. Because, I mean, the mean girls at the... Bur- uh, the mean baristas kind of remind me of the two girls that are, like, obsessed with tanning in Final Destination. <gasps> Final Destination 3. Yep. Yes. I did like the tanning bed death. I like the Choose Your Own Adventure one where you can get them trapped inside right. the tanning bed and make it even worse. Right. Uh, if you knock the pole down. It down. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is the point of the film where Maggie runs away from the house, you know, hitting uh, Susan... Yeah. Top build, Felissa mm-hmm. Rose, um, who's, who's coming in from her hard shift at the restaurant to basically shit she, on her daughter. No, no, she was a cleaning lady. No, she worked she at a restaurant. Was it restaurant? Yeah, because she, she well, te- yeah. Maggie tells her later that mom had to quit school and get a job at a restaurant. Oh, that's she right. Yeah, she's a waitress. Yeah. She's like diner waitress. Yeah. Because I was looking at that going like, housekeeping. I actually looked at that and went, you look like an old school nurse. And I would have believed the I mother as a nurse. And then actually, I could have, we could have written in a whole subplot where actually Felissa Rose had a bigger part and was the nurse taking care of witch granny. Right. And actually, she was the killer in the end. Yeah, but that would have been like way too much ex- exposition to make I that I would have happen. been really okay with that. There was a lot of unnecessary exposition. But then yes. Felissa Rose would have actually earned her top billing. Yeah. There, were, there was a lot of extra exposition about Felissa Rose and um, yes. the girl playing Maggie and their yeah. relationship. And it that had was nothing to do with unnecessary. anything. Yeah. It was so literally. It would have been necessary if Felissa Rose would have ended up being the killer. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I will also say, by the way, that that, that scene uh, also contains one of the worst lines that I have ever heard mm-hmm. delivered as badly as I think I've ever heard it. Yeah. You know, I heard she has a blue waffle. Google it. Ah, oh I love that you line. You should Google it. That was that was totally almost gonna be my opening. <laughs> I almost the same same here. Yeah, same here. That is. I, I love that delivery because I'm pretty sure no matter what kind of delivery she wanted to do, Faircloth was just like, "Hey, by the way, just do it." 
Just go for it. Be obnoxious. Be the horrible so, mother we all want you to be right now. What is a blue waffle, by the way? That's old internet memes. Is it? No, I, it's, I it's, it's, um, try not to look at things that I think might end up being disgusting. It's a, well, this is that. It's basically, it's a, blue picture, waffle. Of a, it's a picture of a diseased vagina that people would redirect people to on the internet. It's kind of like Lemon Party it, or Goat it appears to be. Okay. It appears to be an STI slash STD on and in the vaginal region. This disease slash infection is fictional and overly exaggerated vaginal infection, vaginitis. If you're 30 plus and believe in this hoax, tie your tubes or get yourself snipped. There you go. Yeah, it's just stupid. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, it's 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 a gross out shock pit. It is. From the older days. Much like Goatsy. Much like Goatsy, much like Lemon Party, which is like old guys giving each other head. Oh. Yeah. oh yeah. I've seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> We kind of live that. We're, I mean, we're all older than 40. It happens all the time. I am Alex not, not older than 40. Than 40. Right. What yeah. the fuck, Bob? I'm aging you. I'm roll done with you right now. <laughs> roll done. Okay, done, roll done. done with this movie. Go ahead with the synopsis, uh, Alex. No, no, no. So, Rachel then heads to the cemetery first to visit Grandma's grave because we waffles. needed to pad this movie some more. Yeah. Um, and then she goes to the address to see the asylum. Which, by the way, the asylum is just called. Asylum. Asylum. I know, I love it. I do enjoy that. Yes. So she returns home, and we get this weird moment where she's sent upstairs to stop her brother from playing with the ball, but then she sees her brother is outside (laughs) kicking the soccer ball because her brother just likes balls. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And... Oh, but we hear the bouncing ball. That's, you know, one of the faint, crazy things. Right. She then, we head to the dinner scene. I think this is the dinner scene with the bunt cake and the bell peppers. Well, the second dinner scene with the bunt cake, the first appearance of the bell peppers. Okay. Yes. And so this is where she confronts her family about grandma living in the asylum, which I love that mom totally tries to continue the lie. Yeah. Until she's just like, fine, fuck it. What are we supposed to do, bitch? Right. Like, I- that's what I love the mother. This is the moment. The only scene I enjoy this actress is this one this, because yeah. she's being real. She's like, bring it to the ball realness yeah. right now. However, she does try to be nice to the husband in this scene. At she the does. beginning of the scene. Yeah. And then there's a cut. And then she's shitting on him again. Right. <laughs> Oops. And this is also where we get the most cringeworthy, like, no, daughter, you have to stay in the house for us. Uh, I feel so bad whoop. as a man for doing this to you. And I'm just like. And cut. And, and we're done. done. And yeah. emancipation. Oh, wait, you're already out of high school. Leave. Yeah. Yeah, she could just go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you are 18, probably, already. Although, and I'm not going to lie. If I own that house, I would totally kick my parents out. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And I would rent the rooms. Mm-hmm. I love that house, honestly. Yeah, I would keep that house. Like, if there's a college, you have a scholarship to, go to college, right. girl, like, get your career ready. Like, yep. And then... Keep the house and just rent it to people. That'll pay no. for the taxes. Well, remember that the will said she has to live in the house. Oh, or it gets liquidated. Yeah. They can try. They can try, yeah. True. Um, she can still live in the house. Right. Yeah. A little drag, you know. But also, I like, still have items wait, wait. there. Who's checking? Right. Who's checking? Exactly. Is yeah. it the, this, this attorney firm every year goes to the house and knocks on the door? You still live in there, bitch? Okay. Yes, I'm still here. Uh, And really all she'd have to do is, like, have mail delivered there. Yeah, keep her name on the lease. Well, it's not a lease. It's on the 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 deed. deed. Yeah. The deed's at the courthouse. She's never even going to see it. So, like, there's that. I will say. Dinner conversation. Like, I got through the first 25 minutes of this movie solely on 
on basis of the fact that I just really like that house. Yeah, it's gorgeous. <laughs> and like, and like, like so many of the shots in the house are like steady cam with a wide angle lens. Like he's shooting it like a fucking realtor. And like you're walking around the family, and really you're just like checking out the house. Like, mm-hmm. oh god damn, look at that paneling. That's I really do. Good. I love the stairs. I love the room placement. Oh yeah. I really enjoy the attic. Is not terribly. You know hard what that house to. reminds me of? It reminds me of. Um, do you guys ever watch HGTV or whatever? Yeah. There's, I, that, I know. there's that one blonde woman who's like, I bought this house for a dollar at an auction. I'm going to renovate it. Oh, of course. That's what that house reminds I, me I, of. I love those people. Actually, my favorite thing I ever saw in one of those shows was someone bought this five-story condo. Mm-hmm. Every story was one room. So it was like the living room, you walk upstairs. The kitchen, you walk upstairs. The bedroom, you walk upstairs. The den, walk upstairs, the master bedroom. And it's a lot of stairs, and I'm super fat and lazy, so I would never really want to walk up these stairs. But it is the condo I've always wanted. Like, I want something like that because I would love to basically have every room so sectioned. Like, you can just be like, you know what? I'm going to go to my room. You guys can stay in the den. Right. You know, especially in my life, the number of people that I live with and interact with in any given day. I just want to be like, that would be wonderful. I have my own floor. Mm-hmm. And then they have their floor, and you know we're fine. Put up a curtain, so if you walk Ryan, I don't have to look at you. you right. What <laughs> doors yeah. are for? So, <laughs> so this is also one of my favorite moments because she just randomly walks out, and Kevin, totally stalking her, just How shows up God. at her house. Yep. Yes. How do you know where I live? Oh, your your last name is Dunn. Yeah. Everyone knows where you well, live. Well, I did hear. Tristan, the barista, say you lived at the Dunn House, and there's only 15 houses on this street, yeah. so I knew where the Dunn House was. There's only 15 houses in this town. And this this yeah. is like the west side of town. There's only so many houses. <laughs> it's like in Logan. There's West. You're on Logan, the wrong side of the track, which is like where some of the trailer houses are. There's like mm-hmm. three streets in West Logan, and all the houses live there. Right. And a really bad Methodist church. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and. Um, <laughs> so this is where um, <coughs> Kevin shows up. That's when she gets her interview slash interview. hiring at the club. And her first kiss. Oh, my God. Did they kiss at this point? No, no. We haven't kissed yet. This is him inviting her. Did they kiss. actually kiss at some point? They, they do. do. They kiss when she actually goes to the club. She hasn't gone to the club yet. Right. So this is just when he showed up at her house to be like, hey, come yeah. to the club tomorrow at noon. I'll show you around. And I just remember actually like the club. I know he calls it a club. It's just a room with. It's like, just couches. a room with some things in it. Yeah, it's Which not. Is why it's all ages. It is all ages. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not 18 yet, or not 21 yet. I know, bitch. <laughs> but you um, can work the door. So this is fine. also this is where we do a weird pivot. So this is where she goes back in the house for some reason. She stormed out just to storm back in. Oh right. yeah. To then check her closet, and I don't know why anyone would do this. Yeah. So this is when she. Yeah. She's trying to, sh- yeah, she keeps shutting the door that has no yeah, latch on it. Yeah, she tries to shut the, the latchless door. Her dad said the house settles. So she then proceeds to feel around the frame of the door. Yeah. Which I'm like, that's not how you fix this. No. Like, if the door isn't settling, it's because the hinges are off. Right. Not because the, you're going to move the frame. Right. But yeah. she finds the key. <gasps> that opens up the a chest. piece of luggage. It's not even really a chest. It's it, to me, it's a very flimsy chest. I imagine it is a chest made out of old Ouija boards. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like Sharon Needles. I mean, has they do have paperboard luggage. It's yeah. just cheap. That's up. that's what they could find at the nearest Goodwill when they were right. getting ready to shoot, and that's they true. needed a prop. Exactly. They, this thing's yeah. actually an antique, but we're totally gonna ruin it. So in this chest mm-hmm. is a lot of paperwork. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't understand. Tough. And a lot of pictures. It almost makes me wonder if, like, Grandma is, like, an, an ancient witch who's been doing the ceremony for years and just passing body to body. Maybe. And that's why there's so much paperwork and also so much money in the estate. Yeah. Nate, I guess... I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, you always pretend like vampires who live for I eternity didn't think about it that hard. Become really rich because they just they live for so long. Needed a Tommy Fairclough. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's just it's one of those moments when you're like, someone thought to put all this in there, so it's yeah. supposed to make us think about it. Yeah. And I always do because I love continuity. Right. Um, and then she finds the very modern looking, the book. very not modern looking book of shadows. Like oh, right. it has really strong latches, the hot topic leather notebook, but it's totally like, <laughs> like homebound, like, um, eco sheet paper. With those cute little latch thingies. It would have been actually a lot more frightening if it had just been one of those black comp books. Yes, <laughs> yes. That would have been a lot scarier. The, the black and white. You just open it up and it, like in really bad handwriting, it's like, book of shadows and she signed it at the bottom and you're like what's that like, right <laughs> that would have been funny the, the last time i saw those latches by the way was on a fucking corset so, so the, the last part of this section is basically she then l- walks out of her attic because the scary rocking horse <sighs> terrifies her yeah. ah, and she runs away ah, scary, ah, scary ah, attic it made out of the birch it was <laughs> <laughs> That was a reference of a movie that was so much better than this one. Oh, gosh. So then she just... Veneer. So, by the way... Oh, God, so much veneer. I don't remember if you guys experienced this, but if someone... It's like my mother let someone in the house. Oh, She wouldn't just, like, not say anything. Right. Silently walk upstairs and run into someone. Little bug-eyed Maggie's job was to show up just behind her and say, oh my god, it's just me. Yeah, that's, that's what her job was through the entire fucking it's movie. Like they, had to, they had to have jump scares every last second that they, they possibly did. could. And she and takes those tiny little steps. And like she's like, power walking and, everywhere. And, and the head like, on the stick mm. actually like had a writer in its contract and it could only like show up for like two days of shooting. Yeah, yeah. So right. then they just had to like have people to, run into other people. And it had to have green M&Ms. And every, they couldn't afford a cat wrangler. Every day they could not. Every time Maggie shows up, she is a jump scare. Though. She is. Like yes. she always like pops into frame and you're like, what the fuck? But, um, <laughs> but no, I love it because. Where the hell did you come from? Yeah. They just stand in front of her attic door yeah. and have an Oprah couch moment. Right. Where they talk about their families and oh, they yeah. compare notes. And then. Can I borrow this book? Oh, I love this. I just found it. Let, let's let's rephrase the dialogue correctly. Oh, hey, new best friend that I met yesterday. Can I borrow this really old heirloom that you've never gotten a chance to look at before that belonged to your grandma, who may be an evil witch? Yeah. And Rachel goes, Seriously? Yeah, of course. I got to go meet my new man at noon. Here you go. Yeah. And Maggie's uh, like, oh, I wanted to have lesbian hangout time. Rachel was like, yeah. no, bitch, I got a man. That's the thing. There is, I, there is that You know that Maggie, Maggie is totally just like the town lesbian. She's also like the town hippie. So you know she's got her, her weed stash somewhere in that house that her mom hasn't found yet. She, she just does com- – <laughs> no, she takes her mom's weed, please. Totally. Um, <laughs> she totally has her own confest in her yard. She does. She, she probably like, has better weed than her mom. She probably, I'm just going to put that out yeah. there. She, and no, she's not popular enough to have a dealer. Oh no, no! You can find a dealer without being popular. Yeah, you, yeah. You just pay not more. In high school, you just pay more. <laughs> in high school, you find a dealer through connections. You don't like walk down the hall like. Yeah. <laughs> also, I feel like if she smoked weed with those big bug eyes, all we would see is red. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So we're not shaming her eyes; they're lovely. We. I'm not shaming. I'm just shading. What is that? Yeah. 
throwing some shade realness up in heat. Okay. <laughs> reading uh, is what? Real, reading is <laughs> fundamental. <laughs> Jesus. That's right, Bob. Get your gravitas. <laughs> Ah! All right. Okay, okay. So okay go. Plot, Rachel go. then <laughs> confronts the bitch baristas while she waits for Kevin. Um, he then obnoxiously takes her into the club and shows her the one room. Mm-hmm. And then they kiss. This is where they kiss. Oh. And then, this is my favorite moment, guys. <laughs> I'm so excited about this in next sentence. So then Maggie meets up with her again at home, just shows up at her house again randomly like, hey, girl. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Before that. The mean girls stare through the glass and watch them kiss, and they're just totally disgusted by Super it. Super obnoxious, yeah. Like, right. they do it for a really long time. They do. Um, so, wait, wait, wait. So, Maggie meets her again at the home and explains that Grandma was collecting corpses to do a transfixication. Oh, my God! Ritual yeah, yeah, made me angry. By offering yeah. sacrifices to Lumaru. Who the yeah. fuck is Lumaru? And the ritual was Lumaru gonna... sounds like my idea of a great it Saturday night. Like... Sounds it's like gonna one of the be big a players on like a PBS show for kids. So I'm not gonna lie, that was my favorite moment when she goes transfixication, and Jesus. I was like, <gasps> it's, that that word is represented in my notes as well. I and uh, you know, all props uh, to that actress. All props to that. She said it with a straight girl. face. She did the best job of explaining <laughs> all of this like techno babble witch shit. That none of it is even close to possibly being true. No. And like the straightest, most reverential. No, and then she's going to do a ritual to Lumaru, and it's going to be a transfixication, girl. And I was just like, transfixication, I'm not going to lie, sounds like the best ghetto word that I've never heard. <laughs> right? Like, I need every super ghetto hairstylist in, a, in like a girl barbershop being like, girl, you can get your transfixication on today. <laughs> like, I just need that to be a new word that we all use. Oh, uh, no. By the way, I but why it got to be black? I didn't say black, I said ghetto. Yeah, White right. girls can be very ghetto. They can. They can. <laughs> I'm not, this is not about this city, this is about <laughs> ghetto. <laughs> this is about stupid. Yeah. Ghetto don't gotta be stupid. It's just Transfixication stupid. is fucking stupid, come on. Transfixication is extremely it's, it's stupid. It's my new, I want RuPaul to start using it. Like, <laughs> I seriously want the next RuPaul's Drag Race to be like, today girls, we're gonna transfix the cake, because you know she would say that. <laughs> she would. <laughs> Uh, so that was the big thing, transfixication. That was just, I had to. So, and the ritual was to take over another person's body, and we get the really long amount of time needed to explain that obviously, girl, it's you, right? Like, come on. But you have that thing you're wearing. Don't like. Well, she couldn't be using you because she'd have to have a to- what was it? Not a totem. A to- it was a totem or a token. Token. Yeah. Yeah, because that was still the wrong word. Like, and I loved it. Yeah, it was, it was just, still yeah. It was, yeah, and it was you know so it was just like transfixication. Girl. By the way, I have to point out because we did the transfiguration, mm-hmm. my phone would not let me type transfixication. I had to like <laughs> physically stop it from autocorrecting. Right. I actually, I actually just tried to Google transfixication to see if it was a thing, and Google was just like no. Nope. <laughs> no, not like, happening. Google's like, did you mean transfiguration? It, we know you did. Yeah, Google. <laughs> no. They actually redirected me to a page with a little doodle that was like, bitch, not even. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, and then it just... sold your data. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it sold my data on transfixication because people need to know. There are not people who watch this movie to know about this word. Not a... Don't watch I'm going to have to start dropping it to people I know who will use it. <laughs> oh my God. Every time something like transforms, be like, "Girl, that's a transfixication." <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag transfixication. 
Girl, your hair needs a transfixication. I know. Okay, so maybe but like so this is this is very funny to me. We just get this random story from her about like, oh, there's this spell. I've researched it. I'm a witch expert. Now. I swear to God, she just forgot her lines and just like spat shit out. Transfixication of. <laughs> I, did, I can, I'll never. Oh my god! I actually was. I was disappointed because I figured like from the minute she looked that up, I'm like, oh, she's a witch too, and she's like. She's going to be yeah. all, and we're going to be like, dun, 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 I think I am the sun. Uh, and she's going to turn it, it's going to turn into like, and it's going to like turn into like, you, right? Right? I bind you, Nancy. <laughs> Other shyness I, that is criminally I bind you, baloney. I bind you, baloney, and your nipples. Oh my God. Shut I, your mouth. Oh, can you say? I read that line the wrong way. Transfixication is totally a thing. <laughs> God. Go. I totally didn't just fucking make it up. <laughs> I love it. Fucking go. I love it. No, we're just talking. We're not going. We're just talking. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the point in the movie where we flip switch. We went from home possession movie to slasher movie. And I think this is the moment where we flicked that switch. Because, kind of. Because this is actually, to me, this is what this scene does. We're trying to say that, oh, wait, Maggie may be the killer. Yeah. Because we haven't introduced any deaths yet, but we're putting that Maggie now has all the knowledge. That. I never right. thought that. I, I thought it was I supposed it. to be the that's, ghost is That's the what I was actually... Well, this movie is really... It can't make up its mind. Yeah. No. The first... this Up to now, because we're almost to the hour mark. And up to now... It's it a has, long-ass movie. It is. This movie has been all about home possession and witchcraft. Right. And now, for the rest of the movie, we're actually going to go into a slasher film. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think... You don't know it watching it the first time. Like your first way through, you're not going to catch it. But when you when they start to introduce the slasher elements, you'll think back to this moment and go, "Oh, maybe Maggie's the killer." Because I remember thinking that, like, "Oh, I figured she was going to end up being I never the killer." That. They totally set I never her up thought that. to have they this. They did unre- set her up to do something. They stupid, set her up to but... have this unrequited lesbian crush. <laughs> they totally did, and I agree. And a whole I, lot of missing I was weed. immediately thinking that she read it in the Book of Shadows, and like whatever her name is. What is her fucking name? Rachel? Rachel and Maggie, yeah. yeah. That Rachel is just like, okay, whatever. I'm going to go meet my boyfriend with great hair but terrible acne. And and like Maggie's like... And then like she was going to like... So Maggie was going to like freak and do some crazy shit. Yeah. I don't want to be like you. I want to be you. (laughs) (laughs) I killed the keen dream. Get used to it. (laughs) I I was going for more for a single white female, but whatever. Actually, that I think that was actually a line in Shawbreaker. It was it actually, actually was. but anyway, <laughs> that's why. I'm, that's why. I, that's why I just sort that, of started. That line shows up in a lot of places. That's why I was staring at you, transfixicated. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that line really shows up in a lot of places. Hashtag transfixication. Hashtag I want to be you. I'm not gonna lie. Every time I share the podcast page, I'm now going to share it. Hashtag transfixication. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, no. And then when Andy mentions his uh, ex, I'm going to hashtag it. Pants hashtag hashtag fuck zombie. Zombie. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have uh, hashtags now. Uh, okay. So now we're to the plot where the, so this is the, this is the slasher plot. So this is all, I have just have one paragraph left for the whole movie. Okay. okay. Like I literally just jammed through this. It really plot. is no. like we've spent way too much time on plot. <laughs> Run. There's a lot of plot in this movie. There's, not really. Not really. This is what happens when Alex has to write his own synopses. Yeah, because there were nothing on Wikipedia. Yeah, there's not even a page. This doesn't even. It's not I know. Even well known enough to have its own. The only Wikipedia. person. Good. The only person involved with this movie who has their own page is is Tommy the composer because he wrote his own. <laughs> so uh, yeah. this is when we cut to the coffee shop where the one bitchy barista 
which is Tristan, gets killed. Psychax uh, don't work. It's a yeah, podcast. It still, it still doesn't work, Bob. So this, by the way, <laughs> before I knew their names. So in my synopsis, they're listed as the one bitchy barista and the other bitchy barista. Oh, okay. The one with tits and the one with yeah. glasses. So this is when Tristan gets killed and gets her tongue ripped out. And where... Which um, still moves. Tyson, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, can't, it still has nerve impulses. <laughs> and Tristan and Tyson gets his hand chopped off. Uh, we then cut that to... That scream was pretty fantastic. It was a fantastic scream. He, gave, he, does, he, he does still have a really fabulous scream. He does. So we then cut to Rachel, who gets awoken by the Book of Shadows. She, gets woke. she gets woke. Yeah. <laughs> she gets woke. She then throw, she closes it, throws it under the bed, goes right back to sleep, because that's how sleep works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we then cut to Maggie's mom's house, where drunk... Uh, Susan, her name, gets up to try to look for Maggie in the house because that's what you do. You look for your daughter when yeah. you're drunk. In, um, her, in their insanely large laundry room. I like. She also she also finds a half full beer on the mantle and just like picks it up and just stuff, yeah, goes right back it, to yeah. it. Yeah, warm beer. Everyone's favorite way like, to that's wake just, up. That's just that's. And this is where, as she's listening into her daughter's door to see if she's snoring, her ear gets <gasps> chopped off through the slit in the door. That is not how mm. physics works, by the mm. way. No. And then she opens the door and is shocked at who she sees, but we don't see it. She just dies immediately. Right. We are in a universe where if you get cut in any way, you immediately die. Yeah. She Nintendo also. Power you I, I feel like there's an alternate take where she's like, oh my God, you look like a pedophile. No, she, <laughs> she actually should have. This is what they should. This is this is horrible, by the way. I apologize, Brooke. I'm just throwing that out there. This totally should have been the moment where she opened the door and she went, oh, it's You're a man. man. And then dies. Yeah. <laughs> We're so sorry, bro. I, well, I think, so I think that would have been the best call out to have that stupid line. No, well, I think it's because like he went, he went to the trouble to like get Phyllis Rose, and he went to the trouble to get Mark Patton, but he didn't really go to the trouble to have. He had like these tiny little almost references. To yeah, those movies, but not the full on. But he like he didn't take it all the way. Yeah, and I feel like. I feel like, was, do you think maybe he was trying to make like a sort of a schlocky comedy, like funny movie out of this, and he just didn't go th- all the way with it? Maybe, maybe. Like, uh, I don't know if this was by choice or if this is a fault in his writing. Cause it's it, hard to say. It feels like this movie's trying to take itself seriously. It is. Like I think yeah. at one point the script was written to be serious, and then it was camped up in post, yeah. or like the script was camped up. Or before. they were. Or they were. Right. They were. Oh, didn't he also edit this? Yes. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. Which is which, why it's which is why it's about thirty minutes too long. Yeah. It's a little too long. I, I will. It, it's it, a lot too long. There could have been like the graveyard scene could have been cut. That was completely useless. Well, they're they're also like yeah. every scene ends far far too late. Because no, really, go the, see where the asylum is. Like almost almost every scene, he transitions out of them with a camera move. Yeah, he does. And because he shot it, he, he kept it. He thinks those camera moves are really important. And mm. he, they're not bad camera yeah. moves. Yeah, no, camera work so in this entire movie. Really is, good camera work. There's some yeah. excellent for for a movie that was made on zero budget. Yeah. There were some shots that I'm not entirely sure how they pulled them off. There, was, there were a couple of shots that I know he didn't have the money for a fucking crane. Yeah. He oh, right. did like not have money for a crane shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did some great Which means so, I'm pretty sure he just sent up a drone. Right. But honestly. It was smooth. It was good control. Mad yeah. smooth fucking drone shot. Mm-hmm. This movie actually, like on a technical level, looks really good. Yeah. Like the camera work is fantastic. Like, like he's not a very good editor and he's not a very good director. <laughs> Yeah, but the honestly, cinematography is actually because of the couple scenes where like dude should be working as a cameraman. Yeah, a couple scenes he's very good. where it was obvious they didn't have enough light. Yeah. Point out how well lit and how wonderfully shot this was. Even like the color timing outside. Oh yeah. It looks really well. Inside and outside don't look that remarkably different. Actually, those outside shots um that come about gorgeous. 20 minutes into the movie mm-hmm. where literally all it is is they're just walking down the street, but the, there's such a deep 
the depth of field is so massive, it looks insanely good. It right. does, yeah. Like, I will shit all over this movie for being bad, but I will, like, the, the camera work is really, really good. Um, and unfortunately, he edited it as a means to try to show that off, as opposed yeah. to editing it together to make a coherent movie that has any sort of sense yeah, of Yeah, I think there yeah. definitely could have been a third, a third editor, like a third-party editor, not involved. You never want to edit your own work. Never. Sometimes you just have to. I, I understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is never ideal. Yeah, I know what you mean. You have to have... you. <clears throat> so Continue your last paragraph. So we then cut back to Rachel, who um, notices the book is back on her shelf <gasps> and goes back to sleep. And then, Ghostly librarian. Yeah. And then we get Rachel's mom, who does not notice her husband's not in bed immediately. And we are supposed to notice that because he's one of these suspected Maybe he killers. Maybe and so how can he be a suspected killer, though? He does not appear in the second half of the movie at all. He really does. But that's the, that is how you know who the killer is. Because he was looking for a job. In, in a true murder mystery. I actually forgot that he existed. Yeah. yeah. In a true murder mystery, the killer is supposed to be someone you introduce in the first act, you don't see in the second act, and then is revealed in the third act. Oh. Because that way you cheat the audience so that there is a chance for them to know who it was, but also you cheat by not showing that person for long enough that most people attention spans will have forgotten them and it'll be a surprise when they come back. And that's kind of what happened. Yeah, that's kind of a, that's like three act murder mystery story structure. That's like <sighs> from the book, you know, basic level story structure for a murder mystery. Yeah, right. So she walks around, she sees someone in a nightgown walk away who may be Cookie Skeleton. I don't yeah. really know. And then, or she might just be it get, from It Follows. Yeah, we get except the, it doesn't follow. It walks it away. It walks away. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the sequel to It Follows. It walks away. Right. Um, we get my favorite slasher death, which is it's having a midnight stroll. It needed to pee. Yeah, <laughs> where you pull, it needed a glass of water. You pull up the knife and you slash down, and her eye just pops out. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie. I love it with a passion. Loved it with a passion. I laughed my ass off. I love slasher yeah. kills like this where they're like so obnoxious. So bad. And so I, bad. You can't say that wasn't on purpose. All of these oh, slasher kills have been such uh, like n- one knife slice and body parts are just flying away. Right. Yeah. That have no reason to work Which that actually, way. I mean, they do, even you know, surgeons don't know how to do things with that level me, of skill. Uh, they do remind me of a couple of, of the kills in Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. Which yeah. is Tommy Faircloth's favorite slasher movie, as we know from his IMDb bio, because right. he put that in. Oh, my God. He did that as a I means can, of describing who Phyllisa Rose was. Oh, my God. Yep. Phyllisa Rose, I love you. So Give me in my movie. Eventually, Rachel wakes up again. Because I think we're still supposed to be suspecting Rachel of killing these people. That's why they keep cutting to her going back to sleep and then right. someone dies. But, and then yeah, that doesn't scan. They're building. Te- they're building what they can. So Rachel then gets up to look yeah. through her empty house and then runs into, da-dun-dun, Maggie. <laughs> yes. Right? Who's just, like, there for no reason. Because actually, Rachel's mom gave Maggie a key. Like, hey, girl, you show up a lot. Here's a key. Just come in when you feel like I'm it. I'm just glad you know? my daughter has friends. I know, seriously. <laughs> if you guys want to smoke here or, like, do a little drinking, as long as in the house. You know, right. like, she wants to be cool the, mom. Yeah, cool mom, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Except to the son, because. So they run into Maggie. Maggie explains that her mom is dead. There was so much blood, and she doesn't know what's going on, and right. it's the ritual. Because, And I think we're still supposed to be thinking that Maggie is the killer. Yeah. And then we get a call from Kevin, who just happened to be checking up on the coffee shop right. and found all the dead people. Mm. And then we get my favorite line. you They go to the basement for no reason. Right. White girls in the basement mm-hmm. for no reason. Yep. And then they hear a car pull up. Oh, that must be Kevin. 
Yeah, bitch, because Kevin just said, I'm going to stay here and wait for the cops. Right. So, of course, he's pulling right into your driveway. Exactly. I was not even Or it took them an hour to get down bitch, to the basement because they were just like, like, oh, my God, I'm so scared. We're just going to tiptoe. No, that was Maggie. Maggie was like, why are we going to the basement? No, Maggie Rachel, actually, why are we going to the basement, Maggie, girl? like, yeah. tiptoes through the entire movie. She does. She walks, I swear to God, she walks like fucking Torgo. She, like, from she has no knees. Fate yeah. The entire time in this movie. She has yeah. no knees. Like, 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 do you ever, do you ever watch Marvin the Martian walk? Just like oh, no yeah, knees. Yeah. Well, this, that's so how she walks. The best reference is I hate this movie, but Mr. Deeds, Deeds, the Adam Sandler movie where he becomes rich out of nowhere. Oh, There's a butler in that movie who the joke is you never hear him walk; he just appears, yeah. and that's exactly what Maggie does. She just like she shows up. I'm here. What, what girl? <laughs> like in my version of this, step where step back. There's such a thing as personal space. Yeah, in my version of this movie, where they're all drag queens, yeah. the joke would be that every time <laughs> we pan to a shot of Rachel, Maggie's not there. We cut, we do a two shot, comes back, and Maggie's there, and she's just like, "What?" And every time Rachel's like, what? "Bitch, <laughs> I thought you were over but that's there." Such an old joke already, already, already. It's an old joke, girl. But my drag queens would be good at it. True. <laughs> So this is then where Rachel's dad shows up, and we're all still confused. He awkwardly walks into the basement where they found the salt star of David. Pen, the pentagram. It actually it was, was a five pentagram. point. It was it was five? five? It was a five point. Okay. Because yeah. for the five senses. I counted. Okay. Yeah. Hand, nose, map. Sight, um, touch, smell. I, they explicitly hearing. said the five senses. They did. I just that I, was there aren't. But five they have senses, to be from so a whenever I sacrifice. hear that, I just it zips through my yeah, mind. There are the, no. There are like fifteen different senses. Oh yes, but this movie is not like up. It's on not that. smart. But I, I just whenever people say five senses now, it just like zips right through my head. I'm just like whatever, move on. Yeah. <laughs> Andy's it's too much for Andy. Taste, touch, smell, hearing, and so sight. we then hear. We get Rachel's dad gives the best villain monologue ever. No, oh, it's actually a, excruciatingly <laughs> it's, bad. It just keeps going, and it yeah. lasts so it's so long. It's so fucking Scooby Doo, Jesus. So, but he's like, but it's also it's really bad male lead drag is what that is because he's like, I think he's trying to play camp. Yeah, he's yeah. not. No, able he's not a camp actor. Camp. He he should stick to just drama, you know, standard comedy, no camp and child molestation. Yeah, me start acting no here. Um, he needs to star in the remake of Lolita. No, I'm done. Oh. I'm pretty sure in this day and age, Lolita's not getting remade. Oh my god! So <laughs> he he basically explains this very long winded plot where he is going to blame everything on Maggie yeah. and kill Rachel and kill Maggie. And he explains it to them because reasons. Because they can't run to the stairs because he's there, so they're trapped behind the the the, the pentacle. And then he's going to somehow, because Rachel dies, going to use a legal loophole that doesn't exist, yeah. where he is going to now get the estate. He's going to inherit because it. he's her parent. She, he's going to get the estate over after eighteen. She dies. That doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I know. Right. Like that's not what happens. It would go to probate court, and then they would fall back on the will, and they would liquidate the estate. Right. <laughs> I know. So, like, this would never, this, this is not a thing. This is the same moment. And also, he, and they would have gotten away with it, too. But he also, for your kids and your stupid he also, dog. He also apparently hatched this plan after hearing Little Miss Exposition with a stupid hat yes. talking yeah. about this thing. Yeah. And he just decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kill everybody my daughter knows. I know. And blame it on this and girl who daughter. I've never met and don't actually know anything exactly. about. Right. That I maybe have never seen because he didn't. They've never been in a scene together. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very funny. And it's it's almost that moment where you're like, is everyone in this family just snap at one point in their life and go, I almost want to read this as, are we supposed to believe that grandma really was insane and maybe now dad is insane? 
But if that's so, then where does the head on a stick come from? The head on a stick, which actually does appear, but it does actually manipulate real world objects, and it actually can. It's all it's all weird. It it feels like this is part of a script where it was all straight and there was no ghost. It was all a slasher. Right. It was almost like I want to say maybe. Maybe Faircloth had two or three different ideas and melded them into this movie. He had a lot of different ideas. Um, so this is then when we get the, the complete Scooby-Doo moment of like, oh, there's a sound in the crawl space. I'm going to step onto this weird thing that I shouldn't be standing on right. with my knife at neck level uh-huh. and just stare into the crawl space and still Spooky Skeleton pops out. And and while he's standing there. Slits his throat. Yeah. While he's standing there, neither Rachel nor Maggie goes for the stairs. No, no. They try to go no, out. No, Maggie tries to go out the window with the bars on it. And I love that she Because like, that makes sense. What I love about that is she very quietly props open the window mm-hmm. and she's going to what? Try to work the bars one by one out. Right. Like, there are stairs. <laughs> right nail there. file. Nail file. Well, <laughs> push him into the crawl space, run up the stairs, girls, leave. Like, yes. this isn't a hard. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. he killed people. His fingerprints are all over this stuff. Like, yeah. so, but I love that he slits his own throat and then he falls and he chops his nose off and the nose conveniently falls. Oh my God, I completed right. the thing. And the, so, and I gotta love Maggie's line. It completed the ritual, which we then, She says it twice. She does, but it cuts to Rachel in between and she she has this one panic look of like, oh, 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 and then nothing happens. So she's like, okay, we're good. Let's keep going. <laughs> cut to like, Future, right? Where, couple, who knows how long? Cut later, to the month uh, later when she finally got the house. On well, the when she bought a Prius, yeah. So they pack everything up. She's saying goodbye to her best life mates forever. You know, oh, Kevin and Maggie. She's known for all of two months. Yeah, yeah. For however long this cut was, right. and two days. <laughs> like, this, this scene was no lie excruciating. It just kept going. What are it you going to do? Just I'm, kept we're just going to drive away and live a new life. And, and oh, and I have to raise those two ending up together. Yeah. I have to raise so. my little brother now. Even and, though they were not friends before. I only live like two seconds down the street, but I'm going to get in the car with you. Well, obviously she took the job at the club. You right. know, so they, I love that. Well, you never did well, work need, at the club. She needs to pay for, you know, mom's so funeral, I does, guess. Does she get to, is she selling the house? Does she get to keep the money or does it liquidate the estate? I think she doesn't care and it's liquidating. But if you liquidate, you can't sell to a buyer. Like a realtor doesn't just walk up and be like, hey, you're liquidating. I get to sell now. I don't. Or, or maybe she figured out the whole, hey, my grandmother was just insane. Yes, I get the property, but, you know. It's mine to do with what I wish, and if you're not going to monitor this. I would still live in the house. Clean up the basement. I would still live there. It's a gorgeous house. No, it is. The, the I don't house, care how many people have been murdered in that house. Yeah. It is worth it. The house Property is absolutely the best it. thing about this fucking movie. Yeah. I, I, I like the house a lot. So we end with the fifth top build person over, Miss <laughs> Miss Rachel. Right? Coming in to look at the house with the realtor who is billed right after Rachel. So almost important, more important than her. <laughs> yeah. And we have the little girl who goes upstairs and puts the locket on and obviously then gets possessed. Oh, by the way, the little girl, uh, the, the person who actually puts the locket on is not that little girl. That is a much older person. Oh, you have hands? Look at them fucking hands. Oh, I didn't look. Oh, I looked. So in the end, <laughs> that's it. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> yes. And... Thankfully. And then I the, still love it. Yeah, the, the, the music on the soundtrack comes up and it's dubstep. Is it? I didn't listen to it. I, just, I did. Oh, I, because I, I had to see who did the music. Because the, I actually thought the music was relatively decent. I liked it. It was completely incongruous and it had nothing to do with what was happening on screen, but yeah. it was relatively good. It was great, like horror movie, jump scare realness. So I wanted yeah. to go So I wanted to go see what it was. And then I saw. Then we found out what it was. I, there's gold and then there are Wikipedia pages. There is. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. God. So. 
movie haiku. Everyone ready? Hit me. Everyone ready? So we got kooky skeleton, body switching black magic. Yas, barista work. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) 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 Oh, no. No. Why? Why? I'm glad that I learned that yas, no matter how long I hold it out, is still one syllable. (laughs) 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 God. And now I actually, I wish I would have ended it. Transfixication. Oh my god. <laughs> now, why, why? So, Bob, rate this bitch. Nothing. Shit all over it. Zero out of like five fucking pentagrams in the basement. Just nothing. Nothing. This movie makes me feel nothing. It makes me hate a whole lot other than the feelings that I don't get from this movie. I know I can't. I love bad movies, and this was just too fucking awful. The bright spot was fucking. Felissa Rose yelling about a blue waffle. That is the only thing I enjoyed about this movie, and that was nasty. Uh, no, no, no. Don't fucking bother. No. I can't believe this won anything. No. Go on, Aunt Alex or Andy. Pick one. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. No. Okay, I still love this movie. This movie, I, I think it's a lot of fun. It's a movie that I will recommend and show to people the rest of my life, probably. I think it is a good film. I think... You have to be you have to be ready for a comedy horror. You can't expect this movie to be anything else. And I, I stand by this. If you laugh and that first five minutes at the kooky skeleton popping up, the Scooby Doo moment of the Kooby Skeleton, you're in it. You're in ah. it to win it. Yeah. And if you're not, you should probably just turn it off. It's not worth the rest of your time. It's this does time. need to be on a streaming service. I mean, listeners, pay for it. Give this man money because I want to see what else he does with it. But this movie would do better on Netflix or I Amazon want my Prime. Money back. You can email him personally, I'm sure. I Look him up on Google Plus. <laughs> so, I mean, I paid $10. I actually bought this on iTunes. Like, I was just like, mm-hmm. fuck it. I'm not going to rent it. I'm going to buy it because I know I liked it. So I, I give this movie a solid, more. I would say, three and a half Scooby-Doo scares out of five. Um, This movie is bad. <laughs> um, This movie is very bad. It is amusingly bad in that way that only a movie that was written directed, shot, and edited by the same guy can be. Like, the level of kind of delusion on display makes it amusing. Maybe if I had watched it with one of you, uh, I would feel different. And it's it kind of, it, it goes back to that that question of the, it's not even a matter of so bad it's good, but it's um, something that is trying to be bad, ironically, versus something that is just bad, but trying to be good. Right. This is the latter. So it is enough fun while watching it to get through it. Um, and it there are actually some there is some excellent camera work on display. That house is gorgeous. Honestly, it was worth the rental just to like check out the house. I I liked that. But apart from that, there's not a whole lot else going on. The movie's an hour fifty minutes long, and really there's not enough movie there to get much past an hour ten. It's way too long. It doesn't move quick enough to be funny. The jokes aren't funny enough to be funny. The scares aren't scary enough to be scary. Um but man, that house does look nice. So I will, it, just on the strength of it being amusingly bad and being a very good showcase for a house that needs some love and attention and much better acting, uh, I will go ahead and give it two out of five whole bell peppers that are just sitting there for no reason. All right, are we done? Are we done here? No, because you have on to that do, note. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, I was getting there. That's why I was asking if we were done. If you guys still had to use guys, us guys, use guys, yeah, still Bob. had stuff you wanted to mention, like you bland. Cake. 
<sighs> anyway, if you need to contact Bunt. us, the red lay eggs on our brain, leave bunt cake on our table for no reason. Um, you can email us at bob at candycoatedrazor.com. Hit us up on the website at candycoatedrazor.com. Check us out on Facebook by searching for Candy Coated Razor Blades or check us out on Twitter at at Candy Razor Bob. And you can follow me on Twitter at Xamarin Horror Fan. That's X-A-N-M-A-N Horror Fan. Or email me at podcasthorror.gmail.com. And please don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, and share wherever you happen to be listening to this episode right now. You are our listeners and we love you unconditionally and we want more of you. The more times you rate us, the more people will find us. Yeah. And actually, it helps if you also, if if with your writing, you write a very, very long review that includes the biographies of several other actors. (laughs) Yeah. Please do that. No, don't do that. If you want to start our Wikipedia page for us and talk about how loving we are, tote school with it. (laughs) So wait a minute. I just had an idea. What if they remade fucking Cabin Fever, but instead of the kid yelling pancakes, he yelled bunt cake. See, when you say bunt cake, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All I think of is my Bay Factory's wedding. And they're like, a, a bunt cake? A bunt? This cake has a hole in it. And they're so, like, upset that there's a hole in the cake. One of my favorite scenes in that movie. Oh, my God. All right, on that note, bye! Bye!